Hey, what's going on? My name is Ismail Ali, and this is the first episode of my independent reading podcast final. The book I chose to read was titled Hannibal, and it was written by Jacob Abbott. The book narrates the story of a Carthaginian general who gained his fame primarily through his contest with the Romans. The most noted event in history, or his accomplishment, or his most noted accomplishment was taking an army of tens of thousands of soldiers along with some elephants through the Alps. The Alps is a mountain region north of Rome, north of Italy. So before I get into the content of the book, I first want to talk about why I decided to do the podcast and what made me decide to read this book in particular. So the main reason for me doing the podcast was just to work on my communication skills. A lot of times in school when we do have assignments or speaking assignments, we usually can read it from the script. So this time I kind of just wanted to uh, talk off script and see how I did. In the book, the main reason for me choosing this book was the fact that I believe that history and literature should be taught together. And this is because that a lot of the history that we do get comes from literature. So us learning how to analyze literature, especially, especially historical literature, can help us like interpret different events that happened in the past. And as we all know, history tends to repeat itself, so um, it's important that we read historical literature. It's important that we know history and different events that happen in history so that we can not only just know, but also um, interpret what's going on in the world today and kind of tie it back to those those ancient times and see how and see how we can solve issues or just just analyzing the good and the bad that happened in the past and trying not to repeat the mistakes today and also trying to implement the good things that happened in the past so that we can move forward okay so let's get right into the content of the book the first chapter is titled the first punic war and it talks about the history of the Rome and Carthage uh, conflict and what led to it. So first I want to talk about Carthage. So Carthage, who was Carthage or where was Carthage? Carthage was an empire that led from Morocco to mid-Libya along the coast of North Africa, which bordered the Mediterranean Sea. They also had an they also had territory in southern Spain and islands like the Balearic Islands, the Balearic Islands, uh Sicily, Sardinia, Corsica, Corsica. These islands were also in um, under Carthage's rule. 
Carthage was a territory that extended from Morocco all the way to mid-Libya. And it ran along the northern coast of Africa, which borders the Mediterranean Sea. They also had territory in southern Spain, and they had acquired islands like the Balearic Islands, Sicily, some parts of Sicily, and Sardinia, and also parts of Corsica. Corsica. So Carthage, they made their wealth and they got powerful through their their uh their naval Carthage got their power through their naval explorations in the Mediterranean Sea. Um once they took over parts of Spain, they built mines and they and they uh mined for gold and silver. So this also made them wealthy. And also they took like native commodities and they sold them. And so that's another way that they made their money. And if you look at this region, the Mediterranean Sea, like this area. Also another thing, I encourage you to like pull up a map of the first Punic War. If you just do a Google search, it'll pull up a map. And then you can follow along. Like you can follow along where the islands are and where all the different territories and different parties that were involved in the first Punic War are. So I think that's an important, I think that's a useful tool. So, Carthage had a stronghold on this area of the Mediterranean Sea, like right off the northern coast of Africa. And this area is, has a lot of wealth. Like, it's very rich and the weather's great. Um, not only is this area wealthy, but controlling the region can give you a very strategic military advantage. For all of these reasons, Rome began to grow jealous of Carthage. They seen that they seen their expansion and their empire growing and they themselves didn't have plans of Rome didn't have plans on just staying in the Italian peninsula, but they had bigger plans. They wanted to grow, expand, they wanted to conquer. So, with the help of a ship, so, Rome had plans on expansion, but they didn't have a navy. They didn't have any type of way of navigating the Mediterranean Sea. So, they were missing out on a lot of this wealth circulating in this area. Something that I'm sure they weren't too fond of. But through the... but. Because of a storm that had blown a Carthaginian ship to the western coast of Rome, Rome was able to copy this ship and make their own fleet, and they began to make military preparations. Rome began to make military preparations and attack the Carthaginians. So they had a they had an interesting military tactic. They used to attach um they used to attach their ships to the Carthaginian fleet. 
and then basically make it so that there was no way of escaping and then just fight then just fight each other the romans method of fighting was kind of more more just armies clashing you know they didn't necessarily especially cuz they're you know they were new with you know the water and they weren't kind of used to naval warfare they didn't kind of want a lot of um movement a lot of uh tactical movement they just kind of wanted to fight fight the carthaginians you know overcome their fleet and you know move on to the land and that's exactly what they did even though carthage sent reinforcements the romans were able to overcome their fleet and make it onto the mainland north of north africa and they began to fight and carthage's army their army wasn't able to hold off the romans and so they almost made it to the city of Carthage. But a military tactic that Carthage had used, and this is due to their immense wealth. They had a lot of wealth, so they were able to pay entire armies. So they got a Greek, they paid an entire Greek army of about 40,000 to fight the Romans and, you know, hold them off. And they were successful, and many of the Romans were taking were taken prisoner among those taken prisoner was a man was a consul and a war general by the name of regulus now regulus was elected consul in rome a consul is a a leader it's like the equivalent of two presidents in america so the way the uh just to give a brief outline of how the roman government system worked uh, they had two consuls, and they had a senate. So Regulus was one of the consuls. And so the consul is equivalent to like a president in the United States of America. So, but instead of having one president, they had two. So they thought this would kind of balance out the power. So Regulus, after being captured, was sent by Carthage to Rome to try to negotiate to try to negotiate peace, uh, a peace treaty, and and this was because Carthage was, uh, they were, they were depleted. Their resources were depleted. Uh, their people were, you know, a lot of their, they had lost a lot of their people. They had lost their fleet, and they kind of wanted to make peace. Rome also, you know, upon being overtaken by the Greek army. You know, they were probably in favor of also making peace too. But Regulus, instead of saving himself because the Carthaginians, they had, um, they also had agreed to release their prisoners if they made a peace treaty with Rome. But instead of just trying to save himself, Regulus advised the Romans that, look, Carthage's, um, their resources are depleted, they're tired. You know, you guys need to keep attacking and don't worry about us. Don't worry about us, meaning the prisoners. So Rome takes his advice. Uh, Regulus goes back to Carthage and is killed. And Rome continues the attack. This attack would, you know, this this war would, uh, 
So Rome continues the attack and ultimately are successful in defeating Carthage in the war. The war lasted for 24 years. The First Punic War lasted for 24 years and it, it ended with the Romans being successful. But one thing that I do want to like analyze here is just Regulus. Because I think, to be honest, had it not been for Regulus, I'm not sure if the Romans would have attacked. I'm not sure if the Romans would have, you know, continued the war. And they might not, they might not be in the great position that they were after the war had it not been for Regulus saying, you know what? The real truth is that Carthage, their resources are depleted and you guys should continue attacking. I think this also, though, the selflessness of Regulus also was the reason why I guess a lot of people, a lot of the Roman people ended up electing him because they basically chose him for consul. He didn't want it. But even though he didn't want it, he was still a good leader. He still helped Rome out. That's kind of different to today's elections where people are like spending billions of dollars saying, vote for me, vote for me. But they're not necessarily, I'm not sure if they were put in the position of Regulus, would they really sacrifice themselves for the country? So obviously the Roman people knew, you know, how good of a man this was. He was just an everyday, you know, farmer. Uh, he worked, he was just an everyday farmer, you know, he had a family, all that. He was just a regular guy. And so they elected him, and as a result, he, you know, propelled Rome to victory. So to summarize, we looked at the effects and the results of the First Punic War and how Rome took the stronghold of the Mediterranean Sea from Carthage. And now how this is kind of their expansion. They're beginning to expand uh, westward. Um, and now they control a very wealthy and militarily strategic region in the Mediterranean Sea. So that was the end of the first episode. And the second episode is coming up. Stay tuned.